Hey everybody, it is a privilege to have with us on tonight an almost Baylor University grad, 14 days to be specific. He's an All-American, he's a fall ITA National Doubles champion, he finished his senior season ranked number two in the country in doubles, he recently announced his intentions to turn professional. Please welcome to the pod, Jimmy Bendick. Jimmy, welcome man, thanks for spending some time doing this with me. Hey David, thanks for having me man, really appreciate it. So, like we said, you are literally days away from graduating Baylor. Um, you recently announced you're turning pro. I know you're very busy. Describe a little bit about what you've been up to since the end of your season in uh, late May. Yeah, so r- right when uh, uh, the doubles, uh, NCAA doubles tournament finished, we actually, uh, I had Davis Cup coming up like two weeks after that, so I really didn't get any time off. And, um, I actually played Davis Cup for Honduras, uh, and we play in Group three, played in Costa Rica, was there for about a week. Um, we didn't do as good as we did last year. Last year we actually ascended. They changed the rules. Um, but we had the second best result we've ever had in history. So still a really positive experience. And then uh, really just trying to get done with school, um, you know, packing up my, my apartment and, and, you know, doing everything I can to, to, to get ready to be a pro. Was that the first time you played Davis Cup? That's actually the third time. Wow. Yeah, I played um, – Three years ago, I was in the hospital when I played. Uh, last year, uh, I hadn't played in, in about four months because I had a, a stress fracture in my femur uh, for the whole college season, and I just kind of walked out into the court. I uh, got really lucky and, and kind of, you know, what the one match that we needed to win, we won, and, and we ascended last year, and they changed the rules. And this year, um, I actually hurt myself in the first match, but kind of grinded through, and, and we did actually pretty good. Um, you know, we lost to, to a good team, so it was... Yeah, it was an overall pretty positive experience. Injuries have seemed to be a, uh, a common type of deal that you've had to uh, work with over your career, and I'm hoping they're, they're done with uh, because you've yeah. been dealing with this since you were a little kid, and we're going to get into that. Um, my understanding, just from, just from your background, I know you started at the age of seven. The really interesting piece um, was you were featured in Sports Illustrated at 12 years old as one of the top 20 athletes under... 20 years old. Talk about how that all occurred. Yeah, so I, I just played a, a, I believe it was a, a National Open, and it was a 14th National Open, and I was 11 years old, and I, I got fifth place, and I, I beat a bunch of guys who were like top 10 in two classes above me, um, and I was doing really well. You know, I won my first 18th tournament when I was 12. Um, I won my first 16th tournament when I was 10. So there was like, you know, I was like kind of this little prodigy kid. Uh, playing really well, you know, the, the, basically the guy that was, you know, around me was, was Steven Kozlov, and I was really competing with him, and, you know, he would beat me mostly, but we'd go back and forth, so, you know, that was kind of the level I was at, and, you know, when he was a kid, he was kind of a child prodigy as well, so, um, yeah, it was just, you know, I was a really, really good tennis player, and, and, and you know, one day, the, the reporter called me, like, from me directly when I was 12 years old, and I didn't really know what to say, and, um, you know, we did it, we did that article, and it was really really special to me. You know, it was a, it was a big milestone um, in my life. We know your uh, your parents. You still got that on the refrigerator wall, or what? Yeah, it's 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 hung in my room. Okay. <laughs> we, they don't talk about it much anymore, but uh, I definitely remember it. I actually got it signed. The one in my room is actually signed by Andre Agassi. So. Oh wow, that's uh, yeah, awesome! That's cool yeah. Awesome, awesome. So unfortunately, um, you know, shortly after that, you had to deal with um, pretty serious injury, and I guess you dislocated your shoulder, right? Yep. And you went through uh, was this true four year recovery process, which included two surgeries? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. What? Pretty crazy. Yeah. What was all that like? 
It was, well, you know, I wanted to be a professional tennis player, right? That's, you know, I was seven years old, and I was that kid who, you know, watched Pete Sampras and Agassi play, and, and I was like, that's what I want to do with my life. And I told my parents that, and, and, you know, my parents are the type of people who want to support me in whatever I do. Um, and they said, well, if you're going to, if you're going to do it a hundred percent, then, then we'll support you however we can. And that's what they did. So, you know, it's tough. You know, I got hurt and, and we thought it was going to be four months, uh, start hitting the ball again, and then I'll be fine. Um, you know, I had one of the best surgeons in, in South Florida. He was a Miami Dolphin surgeon, uh, do the surgery. And, and after four months, I started hitting the ball a little bit again, still didn't feel right. Um, went through about a year and three months of, you know, still trying to recover, you know, went back in. Uh, got another MRI. Doctor said, "Hey, we need to go back in." We did a clean out and a bursectomy, um, the second surgery, and it took about, you know, it took a really long time uh, to recover from that. It, you know, my arm just never seemed to get better, and it was one of those things was where you know I didn't know whether I should just quit. You know, at what point was it just too far, too much? And um, to be honest, my coach growing up, his name was Chris Hunt. He uh, he coached Ryan Rowe, who played for Illinois. Um, you know, he, he kept the belief in me, and he said, "Look, you can still you, you can still play a high level Division One tennis. You can still play a pro." You know, he, he just believed in who I was as a tennis player, and um, you know, over those four years, I didn't go away from tennis necessarily. You know, I watched I watched every tennis instructional video you can watch. I've watched more tennis points than probably most people my age. You know, I, I spent a lot of time studying the game, and um, you know, it paid off. Um, definitely, just staying around the sport and, and and learning as much as I can off the court. Now, this is your serving arm, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, did you get hurt during a match or in practice, or is it just kind of wear and tear, and it finally just got dislocated? Yeah, so I, I actually was, you know, I, I didn't have that many problems. I had tendonitis when I was young, but it wasn't, you know, super bad, and, and we actually went, I started warming up in a practice, doing mini tennis, and all of a sudden, you know, my, my shoulder came out of its socket, and I looked at my coach, I'm like, I can't move my arm, and I started crying, and he's like, you know, getting mad at me, because he thought I was being lazy, and... Then eventually he realized that I was really hurt, and he came over and um, helped me pop, pop it back in, basically. And then, yeah, never felt, it really never felt the same again. Still doesn't feel the same as it did back then. I still feel a lot of pain, but you know, I, I try to battle through it. Wow. So, like, off and on the court, off and on the court during those four years, the recovery process, you somehow still got to be a five-star recruit and was listed as high as 663 in the ITF rankings. Was it something where, like, your junior, senior year, you were finally able to put together some consistent results to to get that um, those good junior rankings and, and marks? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was probably, like, my most... Um for me, my most impressive achievement as a person uh, has probably been this, where you know I was 16, hadn't touched a tennis ball with my right with my right hand in in four years, and I went from you know 17 years old, I was 256 on tennis recruiting, to I believe I got to 37 in about a six month span. Wow! Um, and that's just you know it was it was tough. It was full days. It was full work. I I, um, I was able to, to really catch get ahead of school. Um, you know, before I was 16 years old, and, and it allowed me to spend all day on tennis. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't easy days. You know, it was, it was from the beginning to the end. I treated it. I, I was I was acting like it was I was a pro. You know, and I, I did it from 16 to 18, and it allowed me to you know get at least an opportunity to play Division One tennis. And um, yeah, it was it was definitely a struggle. You know, it was really ugly days. Like to be honest with you, it was really frustrating when when you know that you could have been somewhere, and um, and you know I saw all the kids that that were around me when I was 12 and, and they were like playing junior Wimbledon and winning junior Wimbledon. And it was kind of crazy, you know, but 
um, you know, honestly, I don't regret any of it. You know, I'm the person I am today because of because of what happened, and um, you know, I wouldn't have got, been able to go to Baylor. I wouldn't have been able to, you know, meet the amazing friends I have, have the amazing relationships. So, you know, I think it all happened for a reason. For sure. Now, you're you were being homeschooled during this time, right? You weren't going to regular high school. Yeah, I was being homeschooled. So you get this ranking up despite all the adversity you had to go through. Um, obviously, some schools were knocking on your door. Kind of talk a little bit about. Um, what schools were calling you and how you ultimately wound up at Baylor? Yeah, I mean, so I, I took five visits to Duke, Boise State, Wake Forest, Illinois. Those were my first four. Um, eventually, I went through the visits, and, and the school I wanted to go to was Wake Forest uh, with Tony Bresky. I thought, um, obviously, Tony at the time, you know, we believe was building a, a top program, and as we know, he, he obviously did that. Um, you know, he obviously worked, my coach, um, knew how good a coach Brian Bowen had been, and he worked under Brian, and, and obviously knew what it took to build a, a championship program. And honestly, Tony really, of all of all the coaches, put the most time and effort into recruiting me. And and he, you know, he he did a home visit. He recruited me from the very beginning. Um, you know, he came to the most matches, and at least him and Jeremy Feldman, uh, the coach, the other coach at the time, came to the most matches. So, you know, we felt like that was the best opportunity for me, and I had actually I committed there. Um, in October, um, before I came to college, and um, you know, about four or five months passed, and and there we had issues with with homeschooling and 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 sort of the way I did at school and and Wake Forest. Obviously, you know, it is what it is, and we and they, Tony and, and Jeremy tried their best to, to make it work, um, but unfortunately, I didn't. You know, I didn't get in. I didn't get into the school, um, which is kind of ironic because I feel like. That was one of the things that that was kind of a plug and go. You know, I, I'd always done pretty well in school, so it wasn't. Um, you know, I didn't think that was going to be the thing that stops me from getting into the school I wanted to go to. Um, and then, basically, the, the day after I decommitted from from Wake, uh, we we gave a call to to Matt Canole, So it was kind of we reached out, and um, you know, he he basically had me come on a visit. I went to I got to visit during like one of the most legendary college matches of all time when they were. We were number two, and Oklahoma was number one, and they played. There's over like two thousand fans at Baylor, you know, screaming during the point. Really crazy experience. And um, you know, the next day after I got back home, I committed to Baylor and found myself there two months later. And uh, what an unbelievable experience you had there! I mean, you have a, a laundry list, grocery list of accolades. We'll we'll mention a, a few here. In 2019 ITA All American doubles, 2019 Big Twelve Scholar Athlete of the Year. You were academic all Big Twelve, uh, I believe. Each year you were there, you uh, you were the academic chairman of the team. I think uh, self-appointed, I guess. Um, <laughs> all Big All Big Twelve doubles first team. Like I said, um, it goes it goes on and on. So you had an unbelievable experience. Your senior year, you won the ITAs in the fall with teammates Ven Law. You were ranked number one in doubles for a large part of the year. Finished ranked second. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the Big 12 championship weekend because to me, um, that hit home with me personally because you guys traveled to Lawrence, Kansas, and you know I went to KU, and I'm, I'm friendly with both KU coaches and some of the people on that team. And um, it, it was funny. It, it was like a triple header for me that day. Middle Tennessee, who I'm friends with their coach, they've, they won their conference tournament. like It started like they won like at noon. You guys, I'm friends with Coach Woodson, right? You won at three. Then I'm friends with the KU coaches. And I love them, and they they topped it off at around five thirty, six o'clock. It was it was a pretty cool day for me personally. Um, 
talk to me a little bit about um, your your weekend in Lawrence. Yeah, it was it was you know kind of crazy going in. We were like, why are we playing in Lawrence, Kansas? You know, we don't have a there's no men's team there. You know, there's no way like if there's no men's team, the facility must be terrible. Like, you know, it's going to be windy. There's a there's a bunch of apprehensions we had about going to Lawrence. Um, you know, and we got there, and you know the facilities were actually unbelievable. You know, we went the indoor courts were. Um, you know, just as good as ours or better. Um, the outdoor courts were extremely good. You know, there's a separate courts, so, you know, the, the, the delays weren't really a big issue. And, you know, it was actually a pretty special experience. I mean, I, I won my first Big 12 title there, so I, I don't think I have anything negative to say about Lawrence, Kansas. Love it, um, love it. <laughs> you know, I was actually, um, you know, to talk about the School of Kansas, I was actually in a really uh, interesting situation. Uh, I actually had sprained my MCL uh to about a week and a half before in the Texas, when we played Texas A&M at Texas A&M, or Texas Tech at Texas Tech. Um, and I was in cr- on crutches until I walked out into court uh, to the Big 12 finals match. Wow. And um, I actually spent a lot of time in, you know, the, the Kansas training room um, and got really, really a lot of help from from the trainers there and they let us use their facilities. It was, it was a really awesome experience. And, um, you know, just the energy there, it was, it was a really, it was organized really well. It wasn't, you know, it felt like a good vibe. You know, there's there's um, a lot of positivity to the whole experience. You know, obviously from our team, we, we won, which helped a lot. But at the same time, you know, the way that it was handled when we went from outdoors to indoors during the Big 12 final was was, was handled really well. And, um, you know, just overall a really good experience. It was really, really windy that day, right? That's why they did the switch. Like, really yeah, windy. So, yeah, it was extremely, extremely windy, which which we had no problem with, right? You know, we're... We play at Waco, and, and we were actually excited about it. You know, we were all pumped up about, hey, it's going to be hard for them, and, and we love that. Um, you know, we quickly made a change inside, and, um, you know, to be honest, we I don't know if we believe that we were better inside necessarily, um, but the courts inside were very similar to our, our indoor courts. They are pretty slow, and, we you know, we started hitting on them, and, and, you know, we could just tell we had a vibe on the team. We, we knew. We were like, wow, we like these. We like what's going on. We're going we're gonna to win this, you know, um, and, and Texas took took it from us last year and, and you know I got I, I didn't win a game in the, in the big whole Big 12 tournament uh, I got to play doubles only just because I was hurt um, you know but I was able to move you know my contribution was I was able to go out there and, and um, help two, two teams move down in the lineup and, and we, we stole the doubles point and yeah it was an unbelievable experience cool did, did you get a, did you ever get a chance to check uh, check out Allen Fieldhouse or no yeah I did so I actually I got I went there um during the first four team practices, I was at the Allen Fieldhouse uh, underneath um, getting treatment. With the so, training, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, pretty pretty, pretty amazing place, pretty pretty amazing history in that school, especially in the basketball program, obviously. It was it was kind of cool, you know. I was on a, like, a little mini vacation. Um, I'm a huge college basketball fan, so it was a re- really awesome experience. Awesome. Well, I'm going to be, f- uh, well, for sure, I'm going to pass this on to the KU coaches. They're going to love to hear. Uh, all the good stuff that you said and Coach Woodson said as well. They, it's going to be nice for them to hear that. Um, so you had that really successful college career. Now, I mean, with all the injuries, and again, you were injured even up to that tournament, um, in the back of your mind, you always still thought that, you know what, if I can do it, if I can stay healthy, I want to, I want to pursue this sport professionally. And you recently um, made that decision. You also have this makeachamp.com website which um, describes your journey, lets people kind of invest in you as you pursue your dream. Um, talk a little bit about that website and talk a little bit about your decision when you, you know, finally said, you know what, I can stay healthy, I want to try to do this. 
Yeah, it was, it was you know, I, I've done three internships, all three summers in college. Um, you know, spent the whole summer doing the internship, really avoiding tennis, um, mostly because I didn't believe that I was able to go pro. You know, I, I, I never truly felt like I had the, the results I needed to, to rationalize it in my brain. You know, I didn't want to be delusional. I wanted to be realistic with whatever I do in my life. Um, and obviously, I felt like the results this past year were, you know, warranted me continuing to follow my dream. You know, being number one in the country for four months um, was an incredible experience. You know, I, I, if you told me that I was going to be number one in the country in college and doubles, um, in the last eight years of my life, I would have laughed in your face. You know, just one year ago, I wasn't even making, you know, I was somewhat healthy in the NCAA tournament. I didn't make doubles lineup last year at the NCAA tournament for my, my own team. Um, so it's just, you know, it's an incredible turnaround in my life, and I'm so thankful, um, you know, for Coach Bowen. And, you know, he's really believed in me and given me, you know, he gave me the opportunity um, the whole year to kind of, kind of to, to give me leeway to, to prove him right um, that I could play tennis. And, and so it was a really awesome experience. Really excited to go play pro. And, yeah, the Make a Champ website is basically it's a crowdfunding website that, that allows me to um, basically share my story and, and share my progress um, to, the, to anyone who really just wants to even, even follow it, but also if people who donate. Um, basically help me pursue my dream just because, um, as everyone knows, tennis is really difficult to, to fund, uh, especially early on in the early levels. So it's going to allow me kind of to really focus on tennis and not worry about, hey, um, you know, can I pay for the meal tonight? Right. You know, and, and really worry about doing the best I can to, to be the best tennis player I can. So um, I felt that it was the best platform and, and it gave people discretion to either just follow or, or to donate because, um, you know, they, they just want to help and, and they believe in me and they believe in me as a person. So Now, have you started to map out your schedule as far as you're going to start try, um, play some futures in the States? Are you planning on, to go overseas in the fall? Have you, or are you still trying to figure all that out? Yeah, so I, I have a pretty, I have it mapped out. I'll probably release it in about um, three weeks on the Make a Champ website. It's um, basically right now, uh, I'll probably, as of now, I'm thinking about going to Mexico for two weeks. And then I have a pretty much U.S.-based schedule. I'm going to try to get into a couple challengers and ask for wild cards. Um, and then do all the Texas futures just, you know, to try to be fiscally responsible. Um, and, you know, really target whatever is best for me in the moment. It, I, from what I understand, it goes more week by week um, than I'd like it to be. I, I like to kind of plan ahead and make sure that I know what, what's in front of me. But, uh, yeah, mainly U.S. futures. And then hopefully once, uh, once I start getting results and once I can start getting to bigger tournaments, traveling wherever – um, is best for me, if that makes sense. So, um, I also appreciate, uh, obviously I appreciate you taking the time doing this. I wanted to also tell everybody there's a pretty amazing article that, that you wrote um, recently, and I believe it's on the Baylor website, and it's, it's a Champions Tribune article, and it kind of talks about your journey in a little bit more detail um, at Baylor. And I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that. Um, if you just want people to read it, that's totally cool too. But when I was reading it, I was really impressed with it. And I, and I want to make sure the listeners go check that website, um, check that article out. It was it was really well written, Jimmy. Yeah, I just, I, I'll hit on it real quick. Just, you know, basically what it talks about is, is how I changed as a person, uh, um, you know, through my time at Baylor. You know, I, I got lucky. I got to, to play under two national championship coaches. Um, you know, I, I, I probably don't think there's any other um, team or players that have gone to do that. Like, I don't, I don't think that's ever happened before. So, um, you know, 
was an unbelievable experience I've had at Baylor, and, and you know what I take from it the most beyond the tennis, um, beyond the school, um, is just how much impact the people had here, and how amazing the people are here, and the leadership is here. So um, yeah, please check it out. It, it it shows me as transparent as as I can be. For sure, um, it was really really impressive and and very well done. And Jimmy. Um, Again, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, one thing, and the most important thing, is stay healthy because you've had enough injuries to, you know, it's, it's too many already. We need you to stay healthy. We're all going to follow your path. You're obviously super, super talented. We wish you nothing but the best of luck, and I know um, we're going to look forward to, to watching you uh, along on this journey. And again, that's the Make a Champ website. Um, you'll be posting some things there. And it'll be easy to follow along. So, Jimmy, thanks again. I appreciate your time. Thank you, David. Love, love doing the podcast. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon. Talk soon. Bye. Again, that was just about Baylor University recent grad, Jimmy Bendick. I hope you enjoyed that conversation, and uh, we look forward to following uh, Jimmy's progress. And stay tuned for the next podcast guest coming soon. Thanks. Bye.